Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. Our co-host today, Daniel McAdams. Daniel, good to see you. Good morning, Dr. Paul. Did How are you, you doing? Did you swim today? Yeah, we almost needed a boat to get to work today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Finally, I forgot what that stuff was that came out of the sky. You, you know, we've been short water and complaining. When are we going to get rain? Well, we've had enough. Let's turn yeah, it off. Yeah, let's turn it <laughs> off. Can't do, we don't want it flooded here. <laughs> so. Okay, well, we have some things, and we have a flood of activity going on. Who's going to be the speaker in a month from here now? Yeah, That's yeah. the question, and I guess there will be some people betting money on this, and somebody's going to make money some way. So will McCarthy be speaker? And it looks like as we speak, they're getting awfully close to maybe have a key vote yeah, yeah, in yeah. the House to decide whether or not uh, uh, he's going to be uh, kept as the speaker. But the problem is there is uh, getting another substitute uh, is a is a problem. But uh, certainly there's, you know, when when you have something like this, which is uh, so much uh, so much of a mess because of finances and big problems and war, uh, but it's narrowed down to pure politics. You know, who who can win the political fight? And uh, this is. This is uh, very difficult to, you know, promise, and that's what they're working out. Because if they if they have this vote, who's it really going to help? They yeah. throw out McCarthy, you know. Uh, who, in the, in the, are they going to get Democratic votes? Can they throw them out without Democratic votes? Yeah. And yeah. if there are Democrats voting, what are they going to get for it? You know, the whole thing. You know, so it's uh, it's sort of a messy thing. But uh, I, um, I I suppose that. Uh, it won't solve the problem of the budget. They talk about the budget because they say, well, the way this is going, there will be another continuing resolution. Well, I think at the very beginning of the fiscal year, I said, they will be, they're always in. Yeah. You know, yeah. they always have to, by a matter of fact, they're in one right now, temporary yeah. uh, temporary budgeting. But it, at the end, they'll, they'll finally have to have to come, come through and vote on something. And there'll be a, little, a lot of demagoguing and a lot of people maneuvering uh, but uh, the, the 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 bait is getting pretty vicious because uh, when you look at all the court things going on in the politics with Trump and everybody else that uh, it's a real uh, ugly struggle and you know it wasn't overly pleasant but uh, I had a refuge when I was there you know I went out for the baseball team yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the interesting thing about that is uh, the, the baseball players, Republican, Democrat, you know, they were friends. Yeah, <laughs> More yeah. so than if you're trying to get together on the House floor. Yeah, absolutely. But, but anyway, there could be a vote today. We may hear some big news about what's happening. But the one prediction I make, it will not go smoothly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it may be a big vote today. You know, I mean, everyone was telling Gates, hey, you put up or shut up. You keep complaining about McCarthy. Why don't you go ahead and put in those papers? Well, he did it. And McCarthy said, oh, yeah, okay, well, let's do a vote right away. It's a privileged resolution, which means you have three days to bring it to the floor without some maneuvers that are possible. So, so McCarthy brought it up right away. I just want to say one thing, though, Dr. Paul, as the rain gets louder. <laughs> There's so much discord. Will the Democrats rally to back McCarthy? And that'll weaken him further. Will they abandon him? Because McCarthy only can afford to lose, I think, five votes four or five votes on the Republicans if the Democrats don't back him. So whatever you have, you're going to have a mess, like you said. I have a proposal 
Maybe our viewers don't know this, Dr. Paul. We haven't practiced this, but you do not have to be a member of the House of Representatives yeah. to be the Speaker of the House. Now, I happen to know someone close to my proximity <laughs> that could preside over the House who's not identified with Republicans or Democrats necessarily, who would be a fair and even person. And I bet you could make a deal well, you could sit right here with your gavel, and you wouldn't have to travel. So I don't know. I thought we were friends. <laughs> you could do it from here, though. Oh, well, there's sort of an advantage to that. It uh, might be fun. Yeah. But um, well, let's put up the. Um, I, I'm not. I'm only half. I'm not even half joking. But let's put up. This is from. Um, I don't know. Politico, maybe. Buckle up, McCarthy, to call up vote that could oust him Tuesday afternoon. We'll go to the next one. Let's go through a couple real quick because he says, uh, the article says, four GOP members have publicly committed to voting to boot McCarthy, while a handful of others say they're leaning that way. Given the House GOP slim margins, McCarthy can only afford to lose five if the Democrats all vote against him. Now, McCarthy has said, I have not talked to Dems. I have not asked him to vote to keep me in the House. I'm not going to ask him to do that. So it's, it's really kind of edge of the seat kind of thing. But I'll just say one other thing. Marjorie Taylor Greene, who we admire in many ways, is not a huge ally of Gates. They ally at times and they're very friendly, but put that next one up. I think she has a pretty good point in this, and this may sway some of those votes. I don't know what you think, Dr. Paul, but uh, MTG says this. There was an admission by Matt Gates, who's my friend, that there's no plan. There's no one to step forward to run. There's no one that's coming out saying, I'll be speaker and rallying support within the conference. That's a pretty tough, maybe damning thing for her to say. Yeah, and it, that's a fact, because if, uh, if you want somebody that is hardcore and won't give an inch in order for the process to continue, uh, Gates is the person. Yeah. But, you know, that, that wouldn't work. Yeah. So, so, so that wouldn't work. So if you, if you go and put the rest together, then if you, if you get somebody that's sort of going to satisfy both sides, you got to have somebody out there wheeling and dealing. But we do have to admit this wheeling and dealing, it's always ugly, but it got a little bit ugly when they started talking behind the scenes. That, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll take the money out of the, the resolution. Yeah. Oh, we'll make Make sure you get but I think that goes on all the time yeah. you know there, there were times when I I saw things done and there was something very very controversial and all of a sudden uh, somebody would uh, uh, move to strike that and it was a big deal and it would be struck with no effort no kind of anything it was done and it so that settled it and the whispering was We'll put it back in in the uh, in the conference. Yeah, exactly. You don't know, worry. You know, boy, when I learned about the conference, that's one thing that many people don't understand yeah. how powerful it. the rules committee is a big deal. Oh yeah. You, if you if you get a bill that's controversial and goes to the rules committee, they can strike everything in a bill and put another bill in yeah. it and bring it to the floor yeah. and they get by. And then the conference, you, it was amazing how many things they did. The Monetary Control Act was the big one that I worked on because. It went to conference and it was atrocious. But but the bad, really bad stuff was put in at the conference at the after conference. after they spent months in the committee and on the floor and debated it. And they said, well, we're doing our due diligence and we're being very cautious. At the same time, it's stuck in it and so the, the system is uh, is not very ethical. <laughs> and there's also it's hard to find out if they snuck it back in. 
because there's no just one way of knowing what's in. It's kind of word of mouth. Hey, I heard he snuck it back in, you know. Well, it, technically it could be there, but what if you have a bill this big? Yeah, you know, hard to find it. High floor. No, they would have to have it in there. But it's real easy because after about a month of this going back and forth, and they bring it up before at Friday afternoon when everybody's ready to go home. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, okay, yeah, we voted on this. I supported this bill. And they don't ask the question, you know, about what they what they really were up yeah. to. What so they put in the There was some real mischief put in on the conference bills while I was there. A lot of power. <laughs> well, let's look. Here's Matt Gates's beef. Now, he's had a lot of beefs with McCarthy. He held up McCarthy as speaker. I think they had to do 12 votes before he finally got in. So he's got a beef with him. But here's the latest thing. He tweeted this out uh, yesterday, two days ago. He says, wow, Speaker McCarthy made a side deal with Democrats and didn't tell House Republicans until after his continuing resolution passed. And what he's referring to is a statement tweeted by the House Democratic leadership saying, when the House returns, we expect Speaker McCarthy to advance a bill to the House floor for an up or down vote that supports Ukraine, consistent with his commitment to making sure that Vladimir Putin, Russia, and authoritarianism are defeated, et cetera, et cetera. So Gates is claiming that McCarthy made a secret deal. The Democrats are not dissuading anyone of that view that he made a secret deal. Hey, I'll take the money out now, but I'll put it back in on a standalone vote. Uh, McCarthy's denied this, but I think this is the origin, at least now, with some of the problems of wanting to get rid of him. See, all this activity would be a worthwhile debate to go on if people was honing in on the fact that maybe we ought to talk about how do we get into these pickles over Ukraine? Yeah. Well, maybe we shouldn't be there. Is it legal for us to be there? Uh, what part of the Constitution justifies picking up and going and then hiding the money that's in yeah. there and, and playing all these tricks? And, and then the tricks going on with Zelensky and the military industrial complex. They're, you know, they're talking now. You know, they're over there ready to, you know, once things calm down, like the military industrial complex is already setting up shop. Oh, yeah. Right there. They want to build closer to the enemy's lines, you yeah. know, this sort of thing. So it's a, it's a, a terrible situation and it inevitably does two things it bankrupts the country and the country goes uh, you know the country be, becomes a moral mess because everybody's cheating and stealing uh, in order to, to uh, try to better their own selves yeah that's what it's all about well let's skip ahead because now I, I admit I, I even tweeted something in favor because I kind of like the idea of stirring things up and I kind of liked what Gates was doing and I like the fact that he's not afraid to speak out of turn in a way. But I have to say, Thomas Massey, who's on our board, I view him like E.F. Hutton. When he speaks, I listen. <laughs> and here's what he had to say about the whole thing. Uh, if you skip ahead, that, skip the Gates tweet and just go straight to Massey's double tweet. Here we are. So here's what Thomas Massey said. From my perspective, the House has been functioning better, more transparently, and more conservatively with Speaker McCarthy than it did with Speaker Boehner or Speaker Ryan. We have issues, but replacing McCarthy won't magically fix them. In fact, it could get worse. He tweets again, some are asking how it could get worse. Here's one bad scenario. In the new speaker election, a candidate wins not by getting 218 Republican votes, but instead by getting some Democrat votes in exchange for letting their bad bills come to the floor or otherwise sharing power. That's 
That is a very good point. And if just skip ahead to the next one, I just want to tell you the other point that he made. This is a piece in the Washington Times where he talks about it. Go to the next one where he makes another good argument, I have to say. He said, creating a Republican vacancy in the Republican-controlled House, well, Senate Majority Leader Schumer and Senate Minority Leader McConnell lead the Senate, seems like a recipe for an omnibus. And I think he makes a good point. And by saying that, he undercuts Gates, which is one of the reasons Gates is mad is because McCarthy hasn't brought single-issue bills to the floor. So I think what, what uh, Massey is saying, ironically, if Gates is successful, there's more of a chance of an omnibus than if he's not. Yeah, and, and that's, there's no easy, easy answer to that at all. And uh, they're, they're going to be lining up, so it'll be fascinating. But a lot of people just love this type. Yeah. And it, it does get entertaining we get <laughs> in a brief, for the brief moment. Uh, but it's it's so serious because to me uh, I think it's the seriousness of you know uh, the the whole idea of having a reserve currency as a fiat currency and we're 33 trillion dollars in debt yeah. and uh, we perpetuate war and empire and and they're talking about this stuff yeah. uh, so you, so you know the large majority of Republicans and Democrats you know are on the wrong side of what we should be doing with a foreign policy yeah it's one of the reasons we have this organization <laughs> remember that's right that's right no you're right i mean i i was caught in the moment as well and it's easy to get excited by it but you know i did have a, a when i read what massey had to say i had a realization and one of them is very important which is that it really is hard to understand the hill when you're not there i mean even i mean you spent a lot of time there i spent less but still a lot and it's a very difficult place, and when you're not there, you just don't know, because so much of it is word of mouth, so much of it is rumor, so much of it is your contacts. You can't read Politico and have a sense, really, of what's going on on the Hill. That's, that's right. So uh, maybe we'll have, see something happening later today or tomorrow, I'm sure, but uh, we'll, we'll keep watching. We, yeah. It'll be difficult to avoid hearing yeah. about it. Well, speaking of hearings, there's another hearing if you're ready to move on, yeah. which is uh, former President Trump. And Bloomberg had a write-up because he was in court yesterday. If we can put that next clip up. This is Bloomberg came out with a headline, New York City Court Gives Trump a Venue to Air Grievances Over Trial. And you had a good look at this piece. He sat for a few hours, didn't he? I think it was like six or eight. Yeah, and, amazing. Uh, if, if the enemy was speaking, he stared at him like he was staring him down. But as soon as there was somebody more friendly, and he had one attorney, a, a woman attorney, who evidently did a fantastic job, you know, in, in defending Trump. But it, it looks like Trump has absolutely uh, destroyed them in being able to get his message out. And uh, fortunately, at least he can do that. But the, the people there, we're really, really impressed with, uh, with this one uh, uh, attorney. But uh, this argument is, is just, uh, just sort of crazy of what, what they're, they're doing. Uh, and they're, this, his crime is that uh, he, he uh, over, overestimated his wealth and got, and got all these false loans from there. He committed fraud. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know about the details of it, but I know how 
uh, there are other ways of dealing with people who uh, sort of boost up their, uh, their <laughs> sheet of paper that tells them how much they're worth. And, and the people might do that to get the credibility. Well, how would we do that if we didn't have all this uh, politics watching everybody what they do? Maybe, maybe the market could handle this. But, uh, you, you know, estimating wealth, uh, he, he has all these buildings I mean, how, how many people, if you gave this out to realtors of all persuasions and you do it, I bet you'd get a wide swing just because, well, I don't know what, yeah. what this is worth. So, but anyway, this is fraud and they're going to, uh, you know, try to put him in jail uh, for, for this. And I think it's, uh, it's a su- subjective matter on uh, deciding how much, how much there is. And uh, he, he is... Uh, He's bound and determined to stick to his guns, and so far he's been he's been doing pretty well. And uh, uh, I think that we'll 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 hear about this soon about how it's going to work out. But his, uh, there's four of his cases that have been delayed until after the election. So this is a, this is a big political uh, political deal. Yeah. And uh, we'll we'll see. Well, I have to say, I've looked on Zillow, and I look at that range of numbers of what my house is worth. I always like to think it's at the higher end, but as you say, you never know. It's uh, it's a it's a wide range. But you know, as, as as we were saying earlier, you know, he used those six hours there almost as kind of a campaign stop in a way. I mean, yeah, well, we complain all the time about uh, you know who's controlling the uh, propaganda, and you know, we talk about the uh, social media and the government and. And all the regular media and, and all, all the social media, this, and, and complaining about it. But uh, of course, uh, he, he's he's doing something about it, and uh, he's getting some assistance, and he's getting his message out. And uh, no matter, he, he's he sort of flipped it. Every, I mean, how many times has he been charged with a vicious crime? Yeah. That if you were running for dog catcher and you were ever accused of just one of his crimes, he'd be out the door in no yeah. time. But he has it now that he he sort of. When's the next fun yeah. fun thing? Because he says that because they've overkilled. If you want to talk about, bad, I shouldn't tell them. They might they might listen to me and change their <laughs> way. But they, it was overkill for them. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, and people know that uh, you, you know that uh, the Trump Trump has his faults, but he's a fighter, yeah. and uh, he's, he has to fight with these people. So so they give him a pass on some of these things. But I don't think he, he he's uh, I, I think he's defending himself uh, most of the time that he's on the right side. Yeah. You know, but uh, that is uh, you know just amazing how much uh, he had that TV. Program. I think he tra- he trained himself in yeah, there yeah, to, to how to handle that. <laughs> so uh, he uh, he really controls it, and that that's an answer, that's one thing about saying maybe the individual. And, and I always argue, why are we doing such a bad job promoting our programs? You know, and uh, and every, and the enemy has control uh, of the media. But, uh, you know, Trump sometimes is very much alone, yeah, you know, yeah. that, it, but he's, he, can, he can have an influence and it's sort of uh, he's motivated by survival, yeah. you know, because if, if he just sits around and not, doesn't give his side of the story, but uh, and the more they do, the more popular he gets. His numbers, they don't even talk about a, a real contest with the Republican oh, yeah, primary. Yeah, yeah. I watched a, a short video, I think it was on uh, X, former Twitter of Trump uh, signing someone's big John Deere tractor. 
you know, and he was surrounded by, f like, farmers, you know, these guys, working people, and he signed it with his usual signature, and I think someone in the caption said, people really don't understand how much he resonates with working people, and they were all joking with him, and even though he was in his suit, and I'm, you know, there's a lot to, as a problem, but just objectively speaking, he was able to talk to them in a much different way than someone like Joe Biden. Yeah, he, he has a gift there, and I think it, it's mixed up at time on what his beliefs are and where he's coming from, but uh, he puts it together, and he has this ability to appear, uh, uh, appeal to these yeah. people. And, and one is, uh, he was way up on, uh, on Biden with the strikers. Yeah. He identified with the strikers. Yeah. You know, yeah. In a way, he blurted out the truth about it you know, what they're doing to them. And, uh, of course, the argument there, of course, is that uh, the middle class and the poor workers suffer while the monetary system takes care of the big guy. Yeah. But also, just think of him and his personality and his character, which we don't know the details and can't even assume to make a judgment. But uh, his image was certainly not that he would be the most popular person in the uh, conservative movement yeah. and, and have rules change regarding uh, abortion and turn it into a positive. Positive, yeah. Uh, it's, so it's an amazing story. Well, here he is. He's, I don't know, 90 f felonies, whatever, all these charges. He's sitting all day in court. But I just clipped a couple of things just to demonstrate uh, what, what you just said, actually, just to demonstrate what you just said. Put the next one up because... Uh, go back to, please, there, one more. Go back. Here we go. Trump increases lead <laughs> in support after second GOP debate. He didn't even go to the debate. 63% of Republican primary voters support Trump for the GOP nomination, up from 58. So he actually improved his standing by not going. And I'll hit that next one because this just came out yesterday. Very important because they talked. Remember the talk of the town was the 14th amendment for a few weeks well john solomon reports in just the news the supreme court rejects the long shot case to disqualify trump from 2024 using that 14th amendment that he was in an insurrection so that's shot down so as you say over and over he just keeps going well when he gets involved in these and he surprises you his positions that you take uh, without questioning what his real beliefs are and is he fibbing a bit and all this stuff what what he is able to do when he talks to people because he has it's it doesn't always come out consistent for every incident but he comes across and i'll bet you if you did a poll on who you would most likely believe if he told you something that he was going to do it, Donald, Donald Trump or Biden? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll bet you, I bet you, if it was a secret vote and you didn't even identify yourself as a Democrat, you'd probably have 80 percent of the people say, "Well, how could you trust these people?" Yeah, yeah. yeah, we do. We like it because we're Democrats and we have to win these fights, and that's just part of the territory. You know, you have to play those kind of thing. But uh, I think it, it is amazing that he's been able to go into what was, you know, a hostile territory uh, because some people realize you have to do that and, and they'll get, they'll switch their vote or they'll get in the middle and they'll be wishy-washy, yeah. you know. And I, don't, I think that uh, that's why I've always argued that the coalitions uh, shouldn't be, uh, you give up your belief, I'll give up our <laughs> belief, we move here and we'll, we'll work with this mush that we have. <laughs> My argument is 
you find somebody that believes in civil liberties over here on an incident and you have somebody else on the other side they come in together and you give up nothing yeah the coalitions coalitions and working with people you shouldn't have to give any of your beliefs but you you should be able to work with somebody and just say oh well he doesn't agree with me on medicare so i don't want to talk to him yeah, yeah, you know yeah. that sort of thing it's crazy and yeah. then there are some subjects that are overwhelmingly supported by the majority i think peace is one yeah and i think uh, uh when it comes to sound money it's growing to be one of the issue people are learning and knowing about that yeah learning more about it uh, well, the last thing I think we want to talk about today is a little bit of foreign news. And put that next one up because Dave DeCamp once again did a good job of writing up this story. Leaked strategy shows U.S. views corruption in Ukraine as major threat. And as Dave, this is originally from Politico, but it's a State Department 22-page public version of an integrated country strategy for Ukraine that makes clear corruption is a major threat concern for the U.S. The strategy outlines long-term goals for U.S. policy in Ukraine with an emphasis on rooting out corruption. Now, one thought that I had after reading this, Dr. Paul, is there are very, very few accidental leaks. Leaks <laughs> are on purpose. This makes me wonder, who is it at the State Department, and maybe how high does it go that these things are coming out? It's been known. It's, in, in, it's been in the paper, and I have a few uh, clips to show it. It's been widely discussed, but it keeps getting dusted under the rug. Now, all of a sudden, you see someone at the State Department leaking uh, this document talking about Ukraine's corruption right at a time when the Biden administration, or at least some factor, factions in the Biden administration, are probably trying to find a way out of this mess as we move into election season. So I'm just saying, I wonder what the intent is of leaking this. Well, they must, they must have a, a reason for doing it, and you have to be, it, it, what you said is a good cautionary su suggestion. <laughs> be careful, you know, when, when the leak, and every once in a while I'll see it, you know, and uh, then I want to discuss it and yeah. say, what are the odds of this uh, being true, or is it an accident, or, or whatever? So it's always a propaganda move. But I still think the perceptions of, who, of who's doing it is very important uh, because uh, they don't look at the big picture of, uh, of uh, do they believe in a higher law and are, are they a nihilist and they don't believe there's everything that you can know about truth, this sort of thing. They, they just do it on one issue at a time and they try to convince the people uh, for the moment. Everything yeah. is for, for the yeah. moment. <laughs> and, uh, you know, who's going to be the speaker right now who's going to be speaker tomorrow yeah. <laughs> you know that's that's more fun yeah <laughs> well we'll see i mean maybe they're looking for a way out but we'll go to the next clip this is from the same article because um let me see yeah if we can go to that next one here we go ukraine has long been notorious for its corruption but the u.s has sought to downplay the issue as it has poured tens of billions of dollars in weapons and economic aid and i highlighted that part because Dr. Paul, if, unless my memory is going, at the very beginning, not only did we talk about the potential for corruption, but people like Senator Paul and people around him said, hey, this country has got a reputation for corruption. If you're going to send them some billions of dollars, can we at least send someone to take a look at it? They said, no, no, you love Putin. You know, and now here we are, a year and a half or so later, and they said, well, gosh, they're awfully corrupt. We probably should have had someone looking at it. 
But, you know, I, I see corruption in two categories. One is uh, when, we're, when we talk about uh, the corruption in the Biden family, and uh, I'm not going to get into which is true and which isn't, but the perception is, you know, that is corruption and they bribe and they transfer funds and all this activity. And most people will say, no, they shouldn't do that. You know, and most people still agree on that. But I think... The bigger thing is the corruption in the system, which is perfectly legal. Yeah. You know, it's it's a, what I say, a legal plunder. You know, you get the majority, and that's why the majority is so so t- tough to deal with. A vote, if it comes, if you get 51% of the vote to punish the minority and make the minority pay all the bills, that's why people are so foolish when they say, you have to have pure democracy, get together, and <laughs> you get 51%, we'll do all this. And then, and then oh, they don't... Uh, they're the ones who have to, the, the, so many of the poor people who uh, have to pay these bills are the ones who get drafted or pushed overseas and expose themselves, and then they suffer economically too. And uh, they, 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 if somebody has to pay the bills, they pay the bills with inflation and all. And, and that, that is corruption, you know, that is, uh, and it's wicked because it's held in high esteem. These, they, they blank about it. You know, you Republican, you don't even want to have the welfare state. You don't yeah. even want people to steal from this group and give to the other, you know. Yeah. They think they think that uh, that's a wonderful thing to do. That's how you have equity. Yeah. You know, equity is very important too, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I just, in the corruption thing, I just wanted to put a couple of things up because just to demonstrate that this is not something new. Now, this report is new. However, just a casual look through this past year. Turn the next one up. Just go through it really quick because this is from just last month. Zelensky replaces Ukraine's defense minister against amid corruption probe. Now, go back. Now, this is the month prior to that. You have Ukraine's Zelensky fires draft officers after alleged corruption hobbles recruitment. Now, go back and you'll see the next one. Uh, This is back a few months ago. Ukraine's anti-corruption purge is inevitable amid Western scrutiny. Now go back one more and yet another scandal. Ukraine war, why Zelensky's corruption purge could be key to the outcome of the conflict. So over and almost every month, you see a corruption scandal coming out. And now it's, it's like Casablanca. There's gambling going on in here. Are you surprised? But you had to punish a few people, somebody you don't like or somebody overstepped their bounds. So they, they will arrest a few people, you know. Yeah. Uh, if you, if usual you suspects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they, some of those usual suspects are really just there for st- staging something. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're really tough on crimes. Maybe a lot that could have been, what we're talking about could apply to our borders, yeah. uh, you know. Because because now we still have uh, the people who are for all that stuff said the borders there's what are you people talking about the borders are closed you just can't walk in and yeah. they say it now are they out of their minds or are they it's so hard to believe that people can be so disoriented as as to talk like yeah, this is. There's nothing wrong with this. Of course, <laughs> depends on what your goals are. If your goal is for world uh, cultural Marxism and and all this nonsense in world government, yeah, you do want to tear down the walls like this and, and destroy private property. Look at the damage being done from all, all this immigration nonsense. A lot, a lot of damage, a lot of undermining, and a lot of undermining 
uh, personal freedom. Yeah. And, and I think people probably get to the point uh, where truth to them is uh, the advancement of radical socialism. Yeah. Well, that's Corinne Jean-Pierre, the spokesperson. She said, what are you talking about? The border's closed. It's <laughs> not open borders. She's a real piece of work. I didn't think you'd get worse than Jen Psaki, but she is. Well, I'm just going to close out with that last picture to remind everyone that Dr. Paul's new book is out, The Surreptitious Coup. Here he is signing some copies of the book. I have to say, we're offering a soft cover and a hard cover copy signed by Dr. Paul for a tax-deductible donation to the Ron Paul Institute. And I have to say, if I did a tally, Dr. Paul, those hard covers are flying off the shelves like hotcakes. So we have a limited supply and a limited time, and everyone seems to be going for the hardcover option, which I think is the smartest idea. I will put a link in there to find out more about the book and how you can get one as a gift from the Ron Paul Institute for your continued support when we're done. And Dr. Paul, back over to you. Very good. And uh, I thank all our viewers for tuning in today. We can't exist without you. And the fact that a few comments that I made in a little booklet uh, has an interest out there. It is helpful to us. Uh, we get a couple dollars and, and uh, you know, we, we just had an interesting program today and it was noisy when we started. We had a real downpour, which everybody was happy to see the rain, but it was noisy. And we keep talking about a whole lot that someday when the funds get, come in, we're gonna have a, a real studio. But a lot of people say, don't worry about it. We're just what we're interested in in the message. Well, we can always produce the message and do our best to seek out the truth and explain what's going on. But uh, it still would be nice to uh, have a place where you don't hear every raindrop. So <laughs> that'll, be, that'll happen someday. But we deeply, deeply appreciate uh, the support from all of you. And uh, uh, please stay with us and come back to the Liberty Report soon.